Alrighty. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Q&A with ENA. I'm Alicia Fyher. I'm Emma Plank. And today we're bringing you a fun little Valentine's episode. Whether you're single, whether you're with somebody, what's a better bonding experience than listening to a podcast of two people you barely know? So starting off, Emma, what are your thoughts on Valentine's Day in general? I actually really like Valentine's Day. I think it's a cute little holiday. You know, it's not taken super seriously. Obviously, you know, when people are single, they're like, well, this sucks. But um, like even since I was a kid, my mom would always get us like Valentine's Day cards. And it was sometimes we'd get a necklace. Sometimes we'd get some candy. And like actually this year, I just got one the other day and she sent me a Starbucks gift card. Like so it doesn't have to be like with a significant other. You can celebrate Valentine's with your family. You can celebrate it with your friends like Valentine's Day. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah, I agree entirely. See, I was homeschooled till middle school, so I never had a class elementary little Valentine's Day celebration. Valentine's. But what I would do is I would spend weeks creating these little Pinterest Valentines for my Sunday school class and church. That was how I spent my Valentine's Day. And I do remember one year in particular, it snowed really bad, like a Saturday night. So nobody was really in church. And I remember I made all these Valentines. I put them all out on all of my classmates' desks and I waited and nobody showed up. Oh, no. It was just me and the Sunday school teacher vibing. But I always loved it because I loved making little gifts. And I just, I think it's a fun holiday. Even if you're not in a relationship, I feel like the relationship aspect gets really overhyped. Like, I understand it, but even as someone who's not in a relationship, I still think it's fun. Yeah, I mean, I feel like being in a relationship on Valentine's Day is more second to what it's actually about. Not to go in like a deep meaning of Valentine's Day. It's just like, spend time with the people you love, whether that's a significant other, whether it's your family, whether it's your friends, whether it's your dog or your cat, like yeah that's what it's and about. I think so many single people are like, ah, I hate Valentine's Day, but I sort of view it as I would view somebody else's birthday, if that makes sense. You know, it doesn't really affect me a whole lot, but I understand yes. why it would be significant for you. And you can post about it. You can be happy it's your birthday. It just doesn't really mean a whole lot okay, to me yeah. on that aspect. Because I think, like, today really didn't feel like Valentine's Day. I brought cookies to the Tiger Media Network meeting, and I'm wearing pink. But it's like, I mean, I, I, I don't hate Valentine's Day. I like it, but it's not really a huge part of my life, you know? Yeah, I mean, I went to class, I ran some errands, went home, took a shower, ate, and took a nap with my cat. So, I mean, <laughs> and I have a boyfriend, but yeah, I, I, I took a nap. I, <laughs> I said happy Valentine's Day to myself. Wow, you didn't even wish him a happy Valentine's Day? No, we did. It was oh, okay. 6.30 in the morning. Wow, that is quite early. Um, so when you were a kid, has Valentine's Day sort of like changed as you've gotten older? I mean, I think it's different when you're in a relationship, obviously. And then, but like in terms of like tradition, my mom's always like sent something, even since being in college, it's my third year away from home. And she still sends me something every year. So like in terms of tradition, no, but in terms of what I do on Valentine's Day, I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like more involved when you're in a relationship. See, my dad did something similar. He would always put these little boxes of chocolates outside of our door so you'd wake up Valentine's morning and you'd have some chocolate. And, you know, people say you feel more single on Valentine's Day, but honestly, I don't. Honestly, I like Valentine's Day because, you know, most of the time I'm just single without chocolate. But now there's chocolate. There's a reason to celebrate, dress up, tell the people you love them. And don't forget that 50% off chocolate the day after Valentine's Day. That is very true. You know, there's honestly... I'm going to make my way over to Walgreens tomorrow and just, like, raid their whole stock. Exactly. See, I think there's a lot of benefit to having your Valentine's Day gift exchange after Valentine's Day. Just say you're busy on Valentine's Day, pick up that 50% off chocolate, you're really paying a 50% markup for a singular day for 24 hours. Right. It's ridiculous. See, like, I can't see my boyfriend today, so we're just going to go out to dinner this weekend. Like, we don't even do gifts. Mm -hmm. Like, he and I, like... I'm pretty sure last year we just, uh, we may have gotten something last year for each other, but we went out to dinner and just celebrated with that. And that's what we're going to do again mm-hmm. this Do weekend. you have like an ideal Valentine's gift? For myself? Yeah. Or like in general, what do you think a good Valentine's Day gift just is? It's like spending the day with your, honestly, whoever yeah. you want to be with. I don't really care what we do. As long as I'm like, we could stay in, we can go out. I don't really care. Yeah. I just want to be with them. Yeah, and I think effort is one thing because I see a lot of posts on social media being like, oh, well, Valentine's Day is stupid. It's overhyped capitalism. And to some degree, fair point. Yeah, but also... So is Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, that's how a lot of holidays are based. And, you know, you could pick up a $5 bouquet. It really, it's not going to out you that much. Just something to show. If he wanted to, he would. Oh, that is a good... You know, honestly, I had that written down. Let's let's pivot to, to that. He would. Are you completely in the if he wanted to, he would? Camp? Yes. Do you think there's any room for like if he knew you wanted like communicating those needs? Yeah. Because for sure. Because I think sometimes people take if he wanted to, he would to mean that he should interpret everything I want him to do, and if he doesn't do that, then that's a problem. But I think there has to be a certain level of communication where you communicate, hey. I would appreciate it if you did X, Y, Z. And then if he doesn't, then that's because he doesn't want to. And that's an issue. But I don't think, I sometimes feel like that phrase is taken out of context to be like, you need to interpret your partner's needs 100% of the time. And if you have to vocalize those whatsoever, that's an issue. Yeah, like my boyfriend's not a mind reader. I'm not going to pretend like he is. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, if I don't tell him to do something, he's not going to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean just that's how men are not gonna (laughs) lie it's true yeah especially when you're in a relationship with one like and ours is pretty long term we're coming up on two years so Mm -hmm. we know each other pretty well at this point if we didn't I'd be a little bit worried (laughs) not the point but like I know some people who were like oh my gosh my boyfriend needs to get me the most expensive bouquet of flowers he needs to take me out to an expensive dinner and I'm like but why well, he should show me he loves me. And I'm like, well, you can do that in a lot of other ways. Mm-hmm. And I was in my comp two class and this guy was saying how he bought his girlfriend flowers today and she didn't like the flowers he <laughs> bought. And I was like, that it's is the thought that counts. Ex- exactly. He was like, I woke up and I went and got my girlfriend flowers, but she didn't like them. And I was just sitting there thinking, wow, you know, you put in the effort. I think that's what really matters. <laughs> that just I couldn't wild. imagine like because that's something actually on my birthday my 20th birthday so not this past December but December 4 he couldn't come down it was like their week of finals so he was busy he couldn't come down during my birthday you know what he did 
He had flowers delivered to my front door. That is so cute. See, it's... I didn't know he was doing it. He was like, oh, I have a surprise for you, by the way. And I was like, I'm one of those people. If I know there's going to be a surprise, I hate it. Like, I want it to be... I don't want to know about it. So yeah. then, like, all day I was like, oh, my... What did he do? Like, what? clown's just going to jump out and I be like, truly, happy anniversary. Well, one of my roommates <laughs> was home with me and I was like... I heard the knock at the door and I was like, oh, God. I'm scared to go look. I opened the door and there's just, like, this older man with a bouquet of flowers and I started crying because I knew that that was it. And I was like, this man, like like yeah just a bouquet of flowers on a day and i think honestly you know it doesn't have to be valentine's day to do something nice for exactly like they're actually like a couple weeks ago i went and saw my boyfriend he's been having not a rough time but just like he'd had a rough day i went to walgreens and picked him up two bags of favorite candy he got home and he was so excited exactly i think you shouldn't have to have valentine's day as an excuse to do something nice for your significant other but i also feel like it's just a nice it's a nice time yes it's sort of pause and reflect do well, something nice but it doesn't have to be extravagant it doesn't have to yeah, be over the top there's no need to, for that you shouldn't have to spend an abundance of money no to prove to someone that you love them yeah if, that seems if, very transactional if you, if you are material girl i swear material girl. <laughs> no just like if you are in a relationship and you expect your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever to buy you things all the time and like spend a ton of money on you, you shouldn't be in a relationship. That honestly stresses me out, which brings up a good point. Who on, well, I guess we could go first date and then in general, who do you think should pay? Like first date and then we'll go in I general. feel like whoever asks. Mm-hmm. So if the guy asks, the guy should probably pay. If the girl asks, the girl should probably pay. After that, like, actually, like, my boyfriend and I just go back and forth See, between th- who pays for what. Oh, definitely. See, I think everything should be not necessarily splitting bills, but going back and forth. I don't... I It's re- like half and half. Exactly. Things should be split equally. I, I could never be in a relationship where somebody paid for me the entire time. That would just make no. me so uncomfortable. And if you have an issue with that, that's going to be a problem. I will... I'm going to pull my weight here. I don't... Yeah. I, I don't because some people are like I just expect the guy to pay all of the time and I think that no. is just such a toxic mindset and I don't I think it also has evolved over time because I talked to my dad and he was like well I always paid for your mom back in the day and I didn't care that's just like, well, that what guys like 40 do years ago. and I guess that's sort of the times but you know I'm a little girl boss out here I don't need somebody to well, take care of me. it's the 21st century I mean come on <laughs> people I mean and I've always been a very independent person i've always had a job right now i have two mm-hmm. like i pay for my own stuff exactly i don't need your help like okay. i appreciate it every once in a while but i'm going to return the favor like don't don't think i right. won't honestly it kind of just reminds me of like my grandpa every time i go home this man i swear he always tries to give me cash just like some gas money and um alcohol money is what he says actually one time he mailed me money and said here's your vodka money and i was like okay grandpa thank you (laughs) but the thing is if i don't take it he mails it to me and i feel like that's the way with a lot of men well maybe older generations they just have to pay for everything and honestly i think it's kind of a form of like control when you think okay listen like hear me out because they can just use that later on, like, oh, well, I do all of this, 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 and this for you. I think that like, really you goes do this for me. back to traditional gender roles where it was the yeah. man being the breadwinner and the wife staying home with the kids and doing all the housework, yep. which I also think is not is not going to fly. We are, we are equals. We are partners. 
we are doing everything because I see a lot of things about you know dads will just take their kids out and they'll be like oh wow you're such a good dad you're just parenting you're doing the bare minimum you are just <laughs> helping out your like you contributed to this you are half responsible for this Outcome. little child yeah um and I just think that is really or wild like, um I actually saw this one TikTok and this woman was asking like am I the a-hole mm-hmm. and she basically was or her husband was asking and he'd bought her and their daughter a trip to like Europe to go see her mom like her mm-hmm. mom was from Europe and he was just gonna like it was for her birthday mm-hmm. and she was like well I would I don't want to take her like I'm flying internationally like she was, I think, six or seven, like very young to have a child on like a 13 hour flight. OK, I get it. And he was like, well, I have plans like da, da, da. And I was like, OK, it's your kid, too. And people were like, oh, you're babysitting. And I'm like, no, he's parenting. Yeah, it's his own kid. It's not babysitting. It's your own kid. Exactly. I it is. Oh, I don't want to take care of your own kids. Just say it and then don't have them. Yeah exactly so when we one of the first times we met denzel was talking about what your type is and we had that conversation and i asked you but we decided to save this for the podcast what do you think my type is oh no i don't know i feel like i'm gonna get in so much trouble here trouble from who i don't know that's a good question <laughs> hold on i gotta like look at you first <laughs> look at look at me this is this is stare into my soul st- stare into my soul I feel like your type, like, you know, tall, dark, and handsome, <laughs> little smart, like a, a little, little, a little smart, like a little, okay, listen, stop. <laughs> that was rude. Like kind of just not like a nerdy type, but like just someone who is more focused on school, like school is their ultimate priority versus like a jock, whereas like their sport is their priority. Um, just like a nice guy. I, I honestly, I agree with that. Am I, did I like kind of, did I like strike I, the nail on the head? I, I don't, so, see, I don't know that I have a type, but I feel like if I were to like describe that, I guess that's pretty accurate. Because yeah, I want somebody who's focused on their goals and doesn't have substance abuse issues or something, you know, you know, just like a nice, respectable dude, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, mm. that's where we're at. Yeah. It's, well, and you already know my. Well, okay. Okay. Yes, I absolutely have a type. But when Denzel said that, I was like, "Why? Why wouldn't you assume that he's my type? Like physically, he is absolutely my type. Like how he is? No, not really. <laughs> but I mean, it happened. Yeah. It's working out. <laughs> no, I remember I showed you guys like a picture of my ex and then a picture of my current boyfriend, and you guys were like. They look like each other. It's like, yeah, but they are nothing alike. <laughs> totally different. For example, my ex, we were from Kansas City. Just take that as you will. My current boyfriend from Colorado. Again, take that as you will. Except my current boyfriend has like, you know, gun safe. He likes to hunt. He likes to fish. I mean, funny enough, he also plays baseball. So, yes, I absolutely have a type. But like, they're just very different. Yeah. But I guess in terms of having a type, I mean, that's subjective to everyone. Like, oh, well, your type might be more physical or it might be more personality. Mm -hmm. So when people are like, oh, well, you're 
exes all look so different and you don't have a type it's like well they're all pretty similar in how they act so like mm-hmm. And see, I think the whole height thing gets really overblown. I think guys are so much more self-conscious about their height than it really matters. I mean, I think people would sometimes prefer to date somebody taller, but I don't think being shorter disqualifies you entirely. No. For me, I I figured out I'm very bad at judging people's height unless they're more than six inches shorter than me or six inches taller than me. If you're anywhere within that foot range you're about my eye level and i don't really register in my brain nothing registers but if you're that much shorter than me or that much taller than me i feel like i have to tilt my head one way or the other and so it sort of registers in my brain that you're taller or shorter yeah or like oh i'm significantly taller than you are yeah for me i mean i don't want to sound like that girl but height kind of is important to me i'm five seven like i'm I'm tall yeah me too (laughs) i'm tall for a girl like i need someone who's taller it's nothing against guys who are shorter it's just like yeah for me that's what i like Mm -hmm. you know and there are some girls who really just couldn't care less which like good for you like but i think it's it's fair that you have what what you want what you what works for you you know yeah and like i didn't even i just i don't know that's yeah for (laughs) you know what i actually i told my boyfriend i was like i want to be able to wear heels on my wedding day and you were still taller than me how tall is your boyfriend? 6'2". Six 6'2". Two. Six two. Wow. So it'll work. It, it and he's going to wear boots, like cowboy boots. So <laughs> and he'll get a couple more inches too. So, Man. I, I can't here's, imagine my if the person I marry shows up in cowboy boots. <laughs> honestly, don't be surprised if I wear some. Like, I'll get some glittery white ones. Like, I told my boyfriend I probably would do that, actually. But here's where I get a little bit irritated with men and their height is they have a tendency to lie about it like a guy who i've met a guy who was like five nine but he said he was six feet tall and i'm like dude that's three inches you really think i wouldn't notice that <laughs> yeah i i feel like that just sets things off on a bad footing to begin with because if you're lying about your height you probably will lie about other things that are more important than your height yeah and, like, that's not just, like, an uncommon thing for guys no. to do. Guys lie about their height all the time. Like. It's like, so wild. Um, I used to work with this guy who would, who would tell people, like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, six foot, six one. And I'm, like, dude, you are my height. You are five seven. Yeah, I think people overhype the whole six foot thing because I'm about five seven, five eight. If you are six foot, you are pretty much at my eye level. Because there, yeah. there was some dude who was bragging about how he was six foot, and I, I, I just stood up next to him, and I was like, "You're, you're at my eye level, like that shouldn't be a personality trait. That is just a physical characteristic. Don't make that a personality trait." Well, and here's like, my boyfriend actually looks shorter than he is because he has such horrible posture, and sometimes like I would go to hug him, and he's like at my height, and I'm like, "Stand up straight. I want to hug a tree." I need that. I want that height to hug. That is sounds so bizarre. It sounds so weird. But like, so somebody will get it. Somebody will understand. How did you meet your boyfriend? At a party. Oh, you're really going that route. You're really going My that mom route. Mom listens to this sometimes, Alicia. Alrighty. Um, Gotta so, leave a little mystery. A little mystery. Although my friends who will want, listen to this will 
just probably be laughing their butts off. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was going to turn that into a talking point, but we will not turn that into a talking point. Um, But you, you are long distance. So how do you make that work? Well, I mean, so we met at quote unquote a party. So we started talking long distance. Like, and he's only in Salina. It's only an hour and a half away. It's really not. I thought you said he was from Colorado. Well, he's from Colorado, but he goes to school in Salina. So we're only an hour and a half apart when we're at school. So we started talking and then I would, I drove up there, I think two times to go like stay with him. And the third time um, was when I was heading home because we were being sent home for COVID, which sucked. We'd been talking for about a month at this point and it was just very weird because we were in that stage where we both knew we liked each other, but like I'd gotten out of a relationship like in the past three four months I so he didn't quite know if I was ready I didn't know if I was ready Uh, but we just continued to talk he was in Colorado I was in Kansas City and we just continued to talk and then about a month and a half later I drove to Colorado how long of a drive is that eight and a half hours wow and I'd met his parents over the phone they're like yeah you can just stay on the futon I was like okay cool went to Garden of the Gods the next day when I was there and we made it official and <laughs> I would hope so. I would be so upset if I drove eight and a half hours and then well, he's like, had knew. hey, I have, I have something to say. I just feel like we're better off as friends. Oh, no. I literally <laughs> would have like pushed him off a cliff. <laughs> I Oh, my gosh. I don't. Mm, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope. No, no. So, um, you know, I went back home and I think it's. It's not easy to be long distance, but because we started off that way, it's easier. Mm-hmm. But like in actually like last year, my sophomore year, I would work like four days and I was online. And so the next three days I'd drive down to Salina and stay with him at his house. So I saw him like every week and was great. Like I'm kind of clingy. I have separation anxiety. Like, I need that extra, like, push. Like, hey, yes, you're important. Like, mm-hmm. I need that. And now, like, I don't get to see him as much, but it's – I don't want to say it's easy because it's not. Like, it sucks not seeing him every day, but – If there's that mutual – There's that, yeah. If it's mutual, then it, it can work. Yeah. If, I think it, as long as both parties are completely on board with it, then I think it very – it really can. Well, and – in the reality of things like an hour and a half really isn't that far apart like if i really yeah. needed him or he needed me it's an hour and a half drive yeah like it's, it's really... not like 18 hours or something ridiculous no. where you'd have to get on a plane or drive two days so i think that also plays a little bit of a part is like if i like there have been times where i've had a really 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 bad day and i'm like i'm coming down and he's like okay and then i'll get there and we'll just like talk about it and it's great because I don't have to, you know, I, sometimes I really don't have to plan to go see him. I can mm-hmm. just like, you know what? I kind of miss you this week. I just want to come see you. Even if it's only for a few hours, like I drive down, come right back. Yeah. I mean, people drive to Salina just to get Chick-fil-A. You can, <laughs> you I, can, you can drive there. I knew some people freshman year that did that. Yeah. hundred percent. We need a Chick-fil-A in Hayes. <laughs> um, so... With that, what are your love languages? Okay, physical touch is absolutely my biggest one. Um, Not like PDA. There's definitely an extent at which 
your love languages should be expressed like in public like the people who fall on like make out in public make me so uncomfy i'm like ew but like holding hands give me a kiss on the cheek put your arm around my shoulder i love that um you know forehead kisses those make me melt i love them but let's see what is my other one words of affirmation for sure like I said, like I said earlier, I need reassurance. See, that is so interesting. For me, my biggest is quality time. I just want to spend time with people. That is it. And especially, I'm a very busy person. So if I make time for you, You're you important. are important. And so for me, when people don't make time for me, I it just is a bit of a hit because it's like if I can schedule my life around yours, you can find time for me. And so, like, for me, that is something that's really important, just showing that consistent effort. Um, I feel like physical touch is up there, but not, it's definitely, I don't not even, like in your top. I wouldn't even say it's my top three. Like, it's probably toward the bottom of the barrel. I think also just the way I grew up, my parents were never very touchy-feely. I know they loved me, but we're not the, we're going to hug each other every time we leave thing. So I think it was sort of just how I was raised. I'm not, like, a very physical touch person. Well, and some people don't like being touched like they yeah. just hate it mm-hmm. but yeah quality time is definitely like my third yeah and then I think it's probably a tie for my second between acts of service and words of affirmation I like words of affirmation but I feel like sometimes it's you know I'd rather sh- you show me that you care instead of just saying me. me saying something because it's like you could you can say whatever you can't like that doesn't necessarily mean you kind of goes it. back to the like if he would he if he wanted, if he to. wanted to, he would. Yeah. Exactly. Show me that you're going to be there for me and that I can, su- you can support <laughs> me well, going I, through a tough time. And I think that sometimes changes too within once you're like, oh, I've only been dating them for three months versus you've been dating them for a couple of years. Like, you know them at that point. Like, mm-hmm. now if my, boy, if my boyfriend says he's going to do something, like, I know he's going to do it. And yeah. In regards to me, like... I can't think of a specific example, but like he'll do it. Mm-hmm. If he says, hey, like I'm going to come down for your birthday, like I know he's going to do it. He'll make it happen. Yeah. But like it's only because I've been with him for, you know, a long enough time that I know that. But like in very early relationships, I get that. Yeah. 100%. Well, we are. We're getting close enough to the halfway mark. I'm going to play. First of all, what is your opinion on Taylor Swift? Ooh, I love some T-Swift. Okay. I wasn't sure. Some, I feel like people have very strong opinions. Sometimes people are just hate Taylor Swift unnecessarily. I mean, I understand not liking her, but some people have like a personal vendetta against Taylor Swift but we're gonna play one of my favorite T-Swift songs it's just a fun little ditty a fun little love song and I like to jam this in my room at two in the morning sometimes and dance around because it just has such good vibes this is by Taylor Swift paper ring Books beside your bed. The wine is cold, like the shoulder that I gave you in the street. Cat and mouse for a month or two or three. Now I wake up in the night and watch you breathe. Kiss me once, cause you know I had a long night. Kiss me twice, cause it's gonna be alright. 
you jumped in first, I went into. I'm with you, even if it makes me blue. Which takes me back to the color that we painted your brother's wall. Honey, without all the exes, fights, and applause, we wouldn't be standing here so fast. So, you once, cause I know you had a long night. Kiss you twice, cause it's gonna be alright. Three times, cause you waited your whole life. And we are back. Now, you know, we were talking about current relationships. I thought we'd take a look back in time. Tell me about the first person you ever liked, your first crush, anything oh, like gosh. that. Mm, definitely like elementary school. Yeah. Um, Do you have any like cringy elementary school playground cooties i don't know i was homeschooled <laughs> any fun anecdotes that you can think of not really but i'm sure i'll be able to think of a lot of them later now that we've brought this <laughs> up and i'm probably never gonna say any of them out loud so <laughs> well see the thing is i was thinking about this and it reminded me of this it's not necessarily funny i think it's funny but so i was homeschooled till middle school and i i don't know who the first person i liked was i don't really develop crushes that easily or that frequently but the first guy that i know that ever liked me was in band with me and he never said that he liked me it was one of those things his friends were like hey this guy likes you that one time at band camp <laughs> but here's the thing i was 12 i don't know how to friend zone somebody i'm not just gonna walk up to him after band and be like hey man i, don't I like heard you. you liking me and i just want to say the feeling is not mutual so for the entirety of my seventh grade year i just avoided the fact that i knew this guy liked me because i didn't know what to do and then he moved to utah or illinois or something 
He just told me, hey, I'm moving. And so I didn't even have to friend zone someone for the longest time because the guy that liked me just moved. And so it, the problem took care of itself. I didn't have to friend zone him. He just, he never said anything. We never talked about it. He just moved to Utah. And I have, I don't even have him on social media. I have no idea where this kid is right now. <laughs> have you? Okay. I definitely remember like all my elementary school friends and like occasionally I'll just like go to their Instagram and check like what are they up to now like I just like you know you're just curious like what are these people up to now like what are they doing with their lives I definitely am I keep tabs on people's relationships I am so involved in if you post things I always think it's really interesting because I'll just be watching Instagram stories and some girl will post something about you know knowing your worth or something like that and I'll go hmm that sounds like somebody going through a breakup let's check the Instagram oh all the photos are archived that's not a good sign oh my gosh you are absolutely one of those people. You totally would do that. Do you think I would do that? No, just like... Th- that I would pay attention. Yes. I thought you were like, I'd p- put passive aggressive <laughs> things on my Instagram. Oh, I've absolutely done that. Ready to hear this? <laughs> yes. The night that my ex and I broke up, I was out with a friend. Oh. <laughs> and she took some really cute pictures of me that I posted. And you're ready to hear what I put the caption as? What? Smiling my way out of this relationship. wow that is bold i am petty and all my friends just commented on it like oh my gosh you're so cute so hot and i was like thanks and then i like changed it because my mom kind of yelled at me for it but like still why she was like emma that's so mean and i was like so (laughs) my parents don't even follow me on instagram i could post whatever if i block my mom on instagram or snapchat like she'll know (laughs) she'll know she sends okay honestly i don't even want to block her on anything like especially snapchat because all the time i just get snapchats of my dogs at home that is so cute that also is another point posting on social media in relationships what are your takes i don't have any qualms about it do you think it's weird when people post obsessively or a lot what do you think is a normal amount I mean, I don't know if you should ask me that question. I, like, rarely post anything. See, that's what... Like, on my story I do, but as far as, like, posts, posts, not really. Do you think it's suspicious if people don't at all? No. I think there are some people who really like their privacy and their relationship. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think there's it's also... Like if, like, you say a celebrity, like, oh, well, they're in a relationship, but why don't they ever post them? And I'm like... Their whole life is already exposed. This is, like, the one thing they want to keep private, and you guys are prying about it. Like, I wouldn't want somebody, like, oh, well, why don't you ever post about your boyfriend? And I'm like, I don't have to. Mm-hmm. See, I agree entirely. I just don't post a lot, and so it just isn't natural to me. And I think a lot of those posts also just seem so superficial. I'd rather you tell me you care about me than write an Instagram caption saying you care about me. It seems like it cheapens it a little Mm -hmm. bit. But I also think there is a line where if you're posting and you're not posting, I, I I think there's also a line between making your relationship private and keeping it secret because then sometimes it's like you're posting something else on valentine's day but it's not your girlfriend and you're making it seem like you're not in a relationship i think that is a little that's a little sketchy like you don't have to post on valentine's day but if you're going to why not include your girlfriend 
Um, yeah. So I think there is, it definitely depends, but I, I agree entirely. I am more of a keeping my relationship private because I think people just get very overly invested. I don't, I want to keep my relationship off the grid. Like I dated somebody yeah. my senior year and that was the first person I really dated and people went crazy because they were so they just thought it was so interesting that I was in a relationship and they wanted to know everything all the time. And that just stressed me out. I'm just trying to vibe with the homie. I'm not trying to broadcast my entire life and my entire relationship. Yeah, I have like a handful of posts about my boyfriend and I on Instagram. The one was when like we made it official. It was pictures of us at, you know, Garden of the Gods and then pictures like there's one picture of us at Garden of the Gods. It's the first one. And then you slide through and it's literally just all pictures of the park. And then the second one was a New Year's Eve post. Third was um, we went to one of his friend's wedding. So we posted pictures from that. And then, like, these were all posted pretty, like, close together just because the events. Like, March 8th, 2021 was his friend's wedding. March 25th is his birthday, and it was his 21st. So I made a post about it. And then um, April 19th is our anniversary. So I posted about our anniversary. But that was the last one, like, I posted about it was last April. Yeah. Like, I've, like, posted pictures of us on my Instagram story. Yeah. And it's like... Because sometimes I see people where it's like, we went to Taco Bell together. Look, we're eating a Lunchable together. And I, I mean, I'm happy for them, but I feel like I would much rather spend time with my significant other than document every single thing we're doing all the time. See, for me, it's... I like to document moments. I like to sometimes, like, I'll be in my room and I'm just, like, I'm in a mood to be nostalgic. Like, I like going back and looking through yeah. things. So I like documenting it for sure, but I don't feel the need to post, post everything. It. Oh, yeah, definitely. I want to take pictures, but I don't need to post an entire couple's photo shoot Well, my mom my has Instagram. actually been asking me a couple of times, like, in the past few weeks, like, how's Wyatt? You haven't been talking about him very much. And I'm like, our schedules are so busy. Like, we hardly even have time to talk, honestly, anymore. Like, I'll talk to him for maybe, like, 15 minutes a day. But I'll text him throughout the day. Yeah. But, I mean, she's like, you haven't posted him. You haven't talked about him. And I'm like, nothing's wrong. Like, we're fine. We just, you know. And see, I think that's so interesting with parents. Because I'll have all these friends. They will not talk. They won't ask me how they're doing. But then I was in a relationship. And it was every week they'd be like, how's he doing? I'm like, is he a, a pet? Are you making sure I'm like feeding and watering him? Like what? Why? why? There's there's Plant. nothing going on here. I don't. He's living his life. I'm living my life. But they were just. They always want to know. Like oh, what's up with him? And I'm. I don't know what to tell you. There's not. We're just. We're just like, vibing, man. Why are people so obsessed with like? Oh well, when are you gonna get married? And as soon as people get married, oh, when are you guys gonna have a baby? And then when are you gonna have another one? Because you can't just have one baby. <laughs> like I get it. I. I do like I get it getting married is like oh my gosh now like we can have kids and like I get it I know I know I'm gonna get that question when I get married am I going to appreciate it from everybody no it's probably gonna get really irritating (laughs) it's I think honestly I think what I've asked my friends who get married is like oh do you guys plan on having kids like if you do like when do you want one like or yeah you know what are your expectations or what do you like what do you want out of life or what do you want out of this marriage it's not like when's the baby are you pregnant already are you guys planning (laughs) like 
I just feel like that's so invasive. And exactly. It's weird. Finley, I wouldn't even ask, are you playing? I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Do whatever you want. If I see a baby announcement, I'll be happy for you. Yeah. But I, I think that's something I look forward to in our generation because I feel like we've watched so many things happen and go, why do they keep asking these questions? So that then when, by the time we're grown up and we have kids, it won't even be an issue. We won't even have to talk about that. Yeah. Well, and then also other people love to get involved and how other people raise their kids. Oh, that's which I ridiculous. think is bizarre. Like you all you hear all these horror mother-in-law stories. Like I I actually love my boyfriend's mom. I know she's not going to be one of those, which thank God. Like I'd be out already if she was insane. Like she already makes me feel like we're married. Like that's I'm invited cute. to family Christmas, like I love it. And she'll sometimes she'll just text me and like she called me actually like last week like hey I haven't talked to you in a while and, like left me a voicemail I was in class like I just wanted to see how you were doing like that's so cute and then you hear of these mother-in-laws actually like his mom's mother-in-law his dad's mom was one of those I guess like right after she had had my boyfriend his mother-in-law or like her mother-in-law came over and was like your house is so dirty like it needs to vacuum laundry needs to be done the dishes need to be done like miss girl she just had a child calm down oh, like man. and you don't even live here like that's not your place yeah if you want to say anything how about you just help her 100 <laughs> percent. i that stuff drives me insane see i look forward to being in a relationship where you've already reached that level you're talking about where you're just that comfortable because I think it's so I don't know from my standpoint it's always awkward you know meeting the parents all that beginning of their relationship oh, getting so to weird. know you I don't like that I just want to be in a long-term committed relationship like now like can we just skip skip, for forward. skip forward because some people really love the honeymoon stage that scares me because i feel like i i never really have my rose colored glasses on i see everything from the get-go and so you just watch somebody else be mildly infatuated with you and you're just waiting for them to sort of it's like snap into it's reality a time bomb. exactly it's like okay now let's get into the real stuff now that you've gotten your hormones all balanced out and you're not just idealizing me you know I I don't okay I don't know if my boyfriend and I ever quite really had a honeymoon stage I mean yeah it was like you're kind of walking on thin ice you're kind of scared like oh what are they gonna say if I say this or if I do this what did they think about me I mean yeah I kind of had a little bit of that but like as far as like a honeymoon stage like I don't think we really had one and if we did like I feel like we're still kind of in it because mm -hmm. you know it's like uh, once the first fight happens that's like the end of the honeymoon stage we haven't had that many fights. I can count on one hand how many fights we've had in almost two years of dating. We're like, we've been talking now for two years. Like this is around the time we started talking. Mm -hmm. And see, I think that's healthy. I think sometimes people see conflict as such a negative thing. And I will admit I'm kind of conflict averse. It does scare me. But I think having those conversations really does make or break your relationship. You want to be in a relationship with somebody, you can voice those concerns. I remember actually like, I'll tell my friends like, yo, this is a red flag in your significant other because I experienced the same thing. And they're like, no, no, he does this all the time. And I'm like, that's what I said. And it kept happening. That gets me on one of my points that I feel so strongly about. I am so glad that you tell your friends those things because one of my biggest pet peeves is when you date somebody and then you break up and then everybody tells you that they never liked your ex and that they saw all these things. Why are you telling me this now? This Why does me no... Me? 
benefit i understand that that's a little uncomfortable to say you don't like the person they're dating but i would much rather know while i'm dating them than after we've broken up because then i just feel like an idiot you know (laughs) yeah it's like oh everyone else saw it but But me me. no for mine my ex we fought a lot like i'm talking at least once a week and i probably i'm not gonna lie i probably initiated 90 percent of them but I feel like I had a good reason. We He would not communicate with me. And communication in a relationship is literally probably the most important thing. If you can't communicate well with your significant other, you should not be with them. And that it goes for everything. You need to communicate about everything. And he just wouldn't. I wasn't asking him like, hey, you need to change this. You need to do this. It was, I just want you to talk to me. Or like, he would literally get mad at me. Or like calling him if he was busy. And I'm like, I didn't know you were going to be doing anything. You could have literally just sent like, oh, hey, I'm going to be doing this with my family tonight. I'll call you around X time. Yeah, Great. Just communicate. That's all you need to do. That's literally it. It's so easy. And like even now, my boyfriend will do that. Like if plans change, like, oh, hey, I'll call you later. Oh, hey, I'm actually going to go out with a couple of friends, but I'll be back in a few hours. Like, can I call you then? perfect wonderful how how, just like how hard is that it's it's not yeah instead of just going off the radar how long when response times what are your expectations like at what point without communication are you are you waving the red flag with him never or like in general like if you were just starting to talk to somebody or just in the early stages of dating how long is too long because i feel like people stress about response times all the time Oh, yeah, I know. I have friends like that, and it kind of drives me a little crazy. I mean, honestly, if, like, we're in school, and, you know, say they're playing a sport. Like, say, like, when I just started talking to my boyfriend, if he didn't respond to me within, like, six to seven hours, I was like, oh, okay, is he leaving me undelivered? But, like, I give him that time because, like, they could be in class. They could be at practice. They could be eating. Like, they could be doing a lot of other things and probably haven't seen it. Yeah. And I would have people, like, ask me, like, why do you leave it? And I'm like, I have a do not disturb on. I don't even know I have a notification. Yeah. See, I always think about, I sort of have this mental 24-hour rule. I feel like within 24 hours, you have had some time to respond to that. Yeah. You can't, you could wake up five minutes early. You could stay up five minutes late. You could snap me while you're in the bathroom. If you, if it takes longer than 24 hours, I think that's well, sometimes... Well, then it goes to the communication thing. It's like, oh, well, hey, why haven't you responded? Oh, sorry, like, I've been super busy all day. Like, if you know you're going to be busy... Just, just like, say that. Just reach out. Because I think then that 24 hour that can be even a couple days like if you are really busy hey i'm in the middle of finals week i don't know when i'm going to be able to talk to you here's when i think it might be so that then you know you're not just thinking why is my boyfriend leaving me on delivered for three days you know see okay three days is excessive if my boyfriend didn't talk to me for three days i would be down in salina banging (laughs) on his front door like excuse you you better be dead or in a hospital to be ignoring me for three days (laughs) Uh uh-uh see i feel like i need a certain level of assertiveness because i feel like i can very easily be convinced of things because it's just like i don't want to because i think i also stress out about about making things that aren't a big deal a big deal 
because in my mind I'd be like well I mean I don't I it's fine like I'm sure they're just busy but that's definitely something I need to work on I feel like I wouldn't be the type to go to his door and bang on it I'd just be like well you know it is what it is and I do need to work on that because that's definitely an issue well and one thing I thought of there was this guy I was talking to before I met my boyfriend and like um we'd really just been talking he was from Hayes so like one night he came and picked me up and we literally just went and ran around Walmart and just like hung out and jammed out in the truck and just listened to music like that was it I wouldn't really call it a date I would just say we were hanging out yeah but I had just been hired at Hayes Medical Center as a CNA and so that week was super busy I had orientation two days of that week which is eight hours a day So then I had my homework after all that, which probably, you know, took four or five hours. And then I was doing intramurals at that time. So I'd go work out or go, you know, do whatever I was doing. And and one day I actually, like, I had the time to snap him back. Like, I wasn't talking to anybody during those couple day periods. Like, I wasn't talking to anyone. I was rarely on my phone. And I tried to snap him one day and he had blocked me. And so I texted him and I was like, hey, did you block me on Snapchat? And he was like, yeah, it didn't really seem like you wanted to talk anymore. And I was like, bruh. I'm like. And I think that goes back to oh, the I started ranting. Yeah. Well, I wasn't. I hung out with this guy one time. We'd been talking for like two weeks. Oh, I was, I was saying like on his end, like before just straight blocking you. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, the most that I would do is. I have this I wake up a lot during the night and sometimes like this morning I woke up at 6 30 and I'll check what time it is and I saw the text from my boyfriend like happy valentine's day so I sent it back and I fell right back asleep and a lot of the times I'll open people's snapchats when I wake up and then I just fall right back asleep I'm like half awake and so I just don't respond and I don't want people to think like I'm leaving you on open like I'm not like I probably woke up was still half asleep opened it and then fell right back asleep which is what happened with this guy and he oh my god he was like yeah it didn't seem like he wanted to talk anymore and I was like I I just kind of went off on him I was like I've been doing this 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 and this all week he was like well you could have told me and I'm like we've been talking for a week and a half I don't owe you anything yeah I don't if I'm in a relationship with you completely different story or if you're thinking about like being in a relationship but like we just started talking like dude calm down yeah and i also think for me my response time varies first of all depending on the person i i know this is cringy people are gonna laugh i still have a few snapchat streaks but there are 700 plus days so i'm not gonna lose those now but for those i can leave those undelivered for 15 hours nobody cares so it depends on who you are and then also it depends on how long it's going to take me to respond because sometimes people will send me video messages or something and so i need to be in a quiet location i want to be able to give them a good response back and so then sometimes it takes me a little longer because i just want to make sure that whatever i'm doing is a quality response and that i take my time so i feel like it also depends on the type of message how long context of it yeah yeah say if something like or one day I was at work and my boyfriend and I always FaceTime. We never like actually phone call. It's always a text or a FaceTime. And I was at work and it was like a weekday afternoon. So it was super slow. And I was in the back with my two other coworkers who I was serving with that day. And we were just waiting for one of our table's food. Like we were just hanging out back there and we were just like on our phone. Like I was just checking. Actually, I don't even think I was on my phone, but I felt it start to ring. And I was like, it has to be like my mom or something. It was my boyfriend. 
phone, like on a phone call, he was calling me and he knew I was working because I told him the night before, like, oh, hey, I picked up this shift. That would scare me. Well, so I answered and I was like, hello. And he was like, hey, just wanted to call. And like, like I just got in a car accident. And I'm so glad I answered that phone call. And that's because like I've been with him for so long. I know like he'll never just regular call me. He'll always try to FaceTime me first. If the connection's bad, then we switch to a phone call. But like. Yeah. Yeah, I went and grabbed a manager and I was like, I have to go. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, get out of here. Like, we'll do, like, we'll figure your tip stuff out later. Yeah. But, like, what? My coworkers were looking at me because my face went white. My jaw was wide open. My eyes were wide open. And, like, one of them was rallying me, like, what is going on? (laughs) And so I got off the phone and I was like, my boyfriend just got in a car accident. And they were like, are you okay? And I was like, no. Like, I was on the verge of tears in my restaurant. I had to go up to my table, and I was like, listen, um, you're going to be getting a different server. I have to go. (laughs) And they were like, oh, my God, are you okay? Like, what happened? So I was like, my boyfriend just got in a car accident. They were like, oh, sweetie, are you okay? They actually gave me a tip because that tip would have gone to the other server, and they gave me a tip, too. But my manager was like, are you going to be okay to drive? And I was like, hope so. (laughs) We'll see. Wow. But just like knowing how you communicate yeah because i think there's sort of a level of normalcy like you sort of get to know what their communications patterns are and what's different sort of like what you were talking about with the phone call you know what's what they typically do and so when that's outside of that norm it's like alarm bells a little and it like initially it didn't freak me out i was just kind of like why is he calling me like he knows i'm working but I was like, something has to be up. Yeah, like, he wouldn't just do that. No, especially if he knew I was working. If it was like something important, but it could kind of wait, he would just send me a text. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't even try to call me if he knows I'm at work. Which is honestly, that's kind of how I knew something was up is because he knew I was at work and he was still calling me. And I was like, oh, shoot. I was like, what did he do? Wow. Car accident was not his fault. Just FYI. <laughs> it was wanna, not his fault. You want to clear his name? Just to clarify that. Clear his name to our one live <laughs> listener. It's fine. Let's oh, see. Do we have anything else? Hmm. Keys to a healthy relationship? I think, like, as far as communication, like, you always hear that, you know, communication is key, but, like, it really, really is. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of already gone into that, but, like, truly, it really is yeah definitely and see i think also just going back to the whole communication communicating what your expectations are yeah and just being able to have those open and honest conversations well and even before you start dating you need to talk about what you're expecting out of a relationship and that's exactly what my boyfriend and i did i told him like i date to marry if you don't bye see i've sort of i agree I think don't date somebody who has those characteristics where you would say, I would never date someone who X, Y, Z, and then they are the X, Y, Z, because that is going to cause issues later on. Or if you want kids and they don't, that's going to be an issue. But see, what I've run into is by sticking with the whole date to marry philosophy, I seem to be a lot more forgiving in my personal happiness in the moment because I'm just planning so far ahead where I'm like, okay, I'm very unhappy now, but 20 years from now, this isn't going to, this isn't going to matter. But if you're not happy in the moment, that's not going to set up for a happy marriage. For sure. It definitely takes a little bit of time to figure out, but we were both on the same page as far as, yes, we want something long term. 
Oh yeah, definitely. And so when you're starting out, obviously you're still figuring it out, but you know, like ultimately you want the same thing. And we discussed like, do you want kids? Yes, we both want kids. It's like those really, and people don't like having those conversations because yeah, it feels really, awkward it feels in the beginning. Awkward, yeah. But if you wait like a year into a relationship and then you find, those, <laughs> and then you find out like, crap, I want kids and they don't, like that's problematic. That's really going to be is. an issue. It's and see, I think that's also the key to finding somebody who you can have those conversations with and it doesn't seem awkward. And it just, I mean, I think it's going to be awkward no matter what, but that you feel comfortable bringing those things up that early on. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, religion, politics, like all of those, like you should discuss at the beginning, like, which we did. We discussed all of that. And I think it should be discussed oh yeah definitely before you get into a serious relationship i, I actually someone. have a note on my phone of things that i want to ask before getting in a relationship just my personal things where it's like we need to make sure we're on the same page because well, if you these don't things. honestly it's really just going to lead to fighting and it's it's sort of like a lottery system almost whether or not that's gonna work out you're just kind of taking your chances because like you're not through you in the deep end and you're just like trying to learn how to swim yeah, you're just hoping that things work out, but you don't really know because you haven't had those conversations. It's, yeah. Do you have any weirdly specific things that you feel like aren't normal? Well, not normal, but that other people may not really value as much that you do? Mm. Honestly, like, my boyfriend is a really big family person. I wouldn't say I'm not a family person, but he and I have very differing opinions I would say on how to raise our kids when we have them like I my parents got divorced when I was seven I don't know what a healthy relationship look like like I just don't I didn't grow up with that like I was so young I hardly even remember it and his parents are still married and so the way we've gone about certain things in our relationship is very different but especially like I Mm, this is going to be very controversial in Hayes, Kansas. I do not believe in spanking. Like, I just don't. I, oh, I don't either. I actually, I saw this thing. It was, if your kid is old enough to talk to them, why are you hitting them? And if they're, exactly old, they if say, they're not old enough to talk to, why are you hitting them? Ex- exactly. Violence isn't the answer there. Well, it just teaches them to be afraid of you, honestly. It, yeah, and that's how you resolve conflict. You disagree and you get physical. Like, that just doesn't. Like, just sit them down. Sit and, them and down and have a conversation. And understand that when you're talking to somebody that young, they may not understand it, but that still doesn't mean that you should punish them physically. Okay, it looks like we have like maybe a minute or two okay. left. I feel like we should do like a rapid fire red flags. Oh, if they're late. I, I'm very punctual. Oh. I need them. That was what I was going to say for my weird thing. You need to be on time because I'm always running 15 minutes early. So if you're constantly running late, I'm. it's not going to work. If you don't like animals. If, or if you hit your animals, like people who hit their dogs. That's like a no. sign of being a sociopath or a psychopath, actually. That's how like, serial killers like start out. They like abuse animals and then they're like, like wasn't it? Was it Jeffrey? <laughs> no, it was um, 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 what's Jeffrey Dahmer. No, it wasn't Jeffrey Dahmer. What the heck is his name? I don't know. <laughs> we have like 15 seconds left. So I think on that very joyous note, <laughs> this is going to conclude our Valentine's Day episode of Q&A with ENA. I hope you learned some more about us and can now reflect on this while you all are having wonderful Valentine's Days. We love you all so much and we hope you have a wonderful night. See you guys, Bye, guys. next week. <laughs>